Adam. Yeah. Um, I think there's about to be a fraud perpetrated upon us and our listeners. I'm predicting that. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, I'm uh, I'm a little worried. Oh, well, it's ominous, huh? Let's see what that's all about. I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Jazz. Explained. All right. Well, explain your intro there, bud, because you, you came in hot with there's going to be a, a fraud perpetrated. Right? Well, we are going to answer a listener question. We right? are. Yeah. I'm a little bit. I feel like the name of this individual, this dear listener, as we say, they're either part of the witness protection program. Or they're covering something up, some kind of crime du jour, du jazz. Okay. Or tell the folks the name. You just told me right before. It is a name I've never heard before. (laughs) It's a cool name, but doesn't it sound like... very cool name. It sounds like something like that you would make up if someone was like, what's your name? But you didn't really trust giving your real name, which is fine. It definitely sounds like something that you wouldn't put in if you were writing a a novel. Right. Because it's like people, no one would believe that's a real name. But now I'm thinking maybe it is real. Maybe we shouldn't put the name out there. Ooh, for for like identity theft purposes, I don't know. What's the initials? FG. But that's not going to be interesting to that. people. Yeah, that's not going to be a fraud. F- Fogarty Geronimo. Well, if this is your real name, apologies, but it's it's Freddie Gildersleeve. Gildersleeve. That's a great last. It's a name. fantastic name. But that's a jazz musician name. It, there, it sounds like something them. somebody would like a stage name. Gildersleeve. Like you yeah. you you're, you're just like Rob Cohen, and and you're like I want a cooler name. So now I'm Freddie Gildersleeve. That's amazing. It's kind of hilarious. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, Freddie, thank you for writing in. So this is a this is an email question. What? I know. Do we accept emails? Well, I, this might be a snail mail. I don't know. Maybe snail mail? maybe our boy Sam put this in Mr. as an email. Gildersleeve. But, but Mr. Gildersleeve might have uh, got. He went down to the post office. He bought a couple stamps. It just a couple reeks, of Liberty Bells, maybe. Yeah, it just reeks of um, subterfuge, right? Subterfuge. <laughs> I think you're just really into the three <laughs> syllableness of it. It reeks of like somebody's nature. trying to pull a fast. Well, let, let's hear the question. It's a great question. Okay. So it's how would a guitar player gently. And he capitalized, all caps, gently, which is a weird word to see all capitalized. Ask a piano player to lay out, to play more like Bill Evans when I take a solo. (laughs) How do I convey that although you do have 10 fingers, not all 10 have to be doing push-ups all the time? Right. Let the song breathe. Okay, so I feel like Mr. Gildersleeve is a guitarist. And you think? he plays with a, maybe we shouldn't say his name because the piano player might be listening. Oh, yeah. Maybe no, this is his it. way of asking his pianist to uh, play less. Well, maybe that's why he adopted the, the, uh, the, the name Gildersleeve oh. to, to hide uh, behind his real Freddie, name. Freddie, I'm so sorry if we're calling his you His actual name was John Schofield. Oh, my God. And he's referring he's... to Herbie Hancock's oh, no, problems no, no, no. he's had. <laughs> um, so how would you gently ask a piano player to lay out Play more like Bill Evans when I take a solo. So, okay. So, I just want to address your second suggestion here. Play more like Bill Evans when I take a solo is a horrible thing to say to any piano player. Right. Mr. Mr. Gildersleeve. Gildersleeve? Yep. Would you like to be told, play more like Freddie Green or play more like John Schofield? Yeah. Play more like Wes Montgomery. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I'd love to play more like yeah, Bill Evans. Yeah. Yeah. So I thank you, Captain route, Obvious. But it sounds like you want you want a more uh, a playful duo scenario. So you might say, hey, have you ever checked out Undercurrent with Jim Hall and Bill Evans? 
what a great way that a guitarist and a pianist can collaborate, you know, and or Undercurrent 2, Electric Boogaloo. Have you ever heard that one? Yeah, but this, I don't know. I think that approach reeks of possible uh, gaslighting, as they would say, a phrase that I'd, I'd learned that I still don't totally understand, and a little bit of manipulation. Yeah. Because the first part of it is how do I gently ask someone to lay out? I just ask them to lay out. Yeah. You know, but I do That's feel like you're, you're taking them a little far with the, but I want you to play like Bill Evans. That's a little bit of microbial management. It is. Now, if you are in a duo situation, you might ask the piano player, just give me a bass line. Yeah. Or... Tell them what you, clarity yeah. is, is kind. Clarity is kind. If you're in a, like a quartet situation or quintet situation, Freddie, and there's two chordal instruments, you can literally say, I got it. Exactly. When you want to get it. In and, the moment. And yeah, in Nothing the moment. That. And you know what? That is completely okay with everybody. But you have to be saying that because that's what the music... It shouldn't be about what you want. True. So it's, it's what is best for the music. If, if, it's, if you're confident... And look, there's always different opinions and different approaches. It's not like one way. Is, so you have to be... You have to use your judgment. If you're not sure what the music requires, you might want to shut up. You might want to lay out. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if you're sure that like what you have to offer is what the music needs and, and that piano copies going to get in the way, then as you say, continue on with the layout. Yeah. And do yeah. it with no shame. Do it with no shame. And, and slap them in the face if they don't like it. No, they don't like, no, no you know what? You can, uh, well, I think your, your point here is taken that really, Freddie, honesty is the best policy. So yeah. if you are feeling like the piano player is sort of killing the vibe of the music by overplaying yeah. and not letting you uh, communicate with the music, which you know every member of the band is entitled to have some uh, voice in the band, for sure, you just need to be honest. Like, hey, this is how I'm feeling. Right. You know? And We could give an example. Keep talking. Yeah, so like you can, after the, so, this is very distracting. After the gig or after rehearsal. So you're not dealing with this. Yeah, and it's frustrating me. And so now I'm just performing badly. What should you do? So I should be like, hey, Peter, can you hold up? Hey, I can't hear you. I'm playing. I know. But can you hold up for a second, please? You still haven't done it right. Hey, Peter. What? Could you stop playing while I'm... There you go. Thank you. Clarity is is kindness. Clarity is kindness. (laughs) You can just say at some point, and with kindness and with the music in mind, you don't have to get all weird about it. Just like, hey man, like I feel like we're stepping on each other's toes. I feel like you you might be playing, like not leaving enough room uh, for the other chordal instruments in this group or whatever it is you want to say. However you're feeling, as long as it's honest and as long as you're serving the music and not your ego and they can get around their ego, you know, that's easier said than done, but uh, it should be doable. What, is it okay to say, um, hey, could you stop playing? Because what you're playing is taking away from the music. Is that, is that taking it too far? Clarity is kindness. Clarity is kindness. Not always, though. <laughs> as long as you have the music in mind first. I mean, yeah. listen, man, we are so pampered these days, aren't we? <laughs> I know. Because I, and I've told this story before. But you know, uh, especially you, because you are the world's oldest millennial. I am the oldest millennial. <laughs> so you're like the most entitled millennial. Oh, I'm the worst. <laughs> but uh, when I was young and I was playing with Willie Akins, famously, Willie would do this all the time. If especially my first year when I was in Willie's band, Willie's legendary tenor saxophonist here around St. OG Louis, OG legend. Yeah, and he he kind of trained. I mean, he's one of these yeah. musicians when he was in his uh, 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. He would always hire people in their teens and 20s to be yeah. in his bands. And so he would help bring up, I mean, he brought mentor. up generations of musicians here in St. Yeah. Louis. You and I included. Yeah, both of us and lots of other big name people. Uh, not that we're big name people, but lots of, lots of our, <laughs> the most. kind. Clarity's <laughs> kind. No, but a lot of this, the, the local luminaries came yeah. through his band. Anyway, he would famously, if he didn't like what you were playing, he would turn around 
the piano player, if he didn't like the way you were comping for him, and say, test it, which means yeah. stop playing. Which is even better than layout because it's only one word. Right. And it's Italian. Test it. <laughs> and he would not give you much of an explanation. You just had to realize, okay, what I was doing was not working. Right. Right? But that was very clear. You knew that if he, what, he, if he didn't like it, you would not get to play. Right. And sometimes I think, man, we should go back to that. I feel like we're too, uh, we're too soft. I remember Steve Kirby, a great bassist, uh, another um, St. Louis jazz legend that, that trained up myself and other young musicians, and I was lucky enough to play with him when I was coming up. Uh, I used to do a duo, duo gig with him at a, at a place in Soulard, and he would, like, when he'd go to his solo, I was trying to, like, comp or play a bass, just do something holding on for dear life. Yeah. And he was just like, stroll! Um, one word, stroll. Stroll is good um, too, which also means stop playing. Stop playing, right. Tacit, and uh, it's English for tacit, actually. Yeah. Um, stroll, but I remember being like, I lo- it was a great lesson for me because he wasn't angry, but he was kind of like intense about it because yeah. he was soloing and like basically what I was fl- playing was sort of frustrating him, but it was more frustrating the music. Right. You know what I mean? So at first I was like, oh, I felt like embarrassed and, and like shameful, but then I realized I was like, wow, it's, it's, it felt better when I stopped playing. So yeah. I turned that more into like, I need to figure, I didn't say like, oh, I can never play during a bass solo on a duo gig, yeah. but it's like, I need to figure out how to do this. So I remember asking him at the break, yeah. um, like, what could I do? And that was so cool because, like, he actually told me some things and set me on the path to be able to do stuff. Probably stuff that you still think about when you... Exactly. That's yeah, how that was the foundation yeah. of... Because that was the first time I played duo, you know? Yeah. And he was just, like, way ahead of me in terms of development. He just so. wanted the music to sound good. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking, like, had I taken that as, like, man, what is he telling me? First of all, I just... I was nowhere near good enough to have... Even if I wanted to have an entitled attitude, I just... I wasn't good enough yet. Yeah. But um, not that I am now. Sorry, that didn't come out right. But you know what I mean? It's like I, I didn't have any kind of sophistication to be able to understand this concept of like what's best for the music. Right. I was just trying to survive. But I was trying to learn because I understood the greatness of the music and that that being bigger than me, being bigger than anybody, and I wanted to be part of it. Well, and both so it was these, more like how do I work into that system? And both of these examples with, uh, with Steve and with Willie – uh, they they kind of ring true to that thing that Miles Davis told Herbie Hancock when Herbie Hancock said, I don't know what to play. And Miles said, well, then don't play. Right. You know, if you don't know if what you're adding is any good or you don't have an idea that's good. Right. Don't worry about it. And that's a great lesson, too, to hear it in, framed in that way with Herbie Hancock and Miles, because you can listen to that time that Herbie was playing with Miles. And in some ways you could be like, well, Herbie was every bit of the musician that Miles was like they're playing together. There was no like, oh, Miles is light years ahead he i mean like very advanced herbie was herbie was very advanced yeah. they're certainly in the same ballpark and league yeah but what miles did know that herbie being a little bit older was stuff like that yeah so like he you know and again miles because he cared about the music would would pass on that kind of information i think we've always had such a great mentorship um kind of organic mentorship as part of the music that yes it's about helping the younger musicians but it's really about just helping the music because we care about that so much that's know? right and that is a lesson to other musicians so freddie don't be don't be afraid to let freddie gildersleeve yeah mr gildersleeve do not be <laughs> afraid to let your pianist your friend true know. name out into the world <laughs> well we've done that for him this is why we don't get Have letters we, this is why we don't get letters <laughs> yeah well that was good yeah, i think thanks, we kind of nailed that one 
Well, if you do say so yourself. <laughs> I'm going to fix that for you right now. We right. fixed that for we you. We fixed that, yeah. Mr. Gildersleeve. So we remind you that you can ask questions in several ways. It's a little bit muddled, our communications. But no, the easiest you can way tweet at us. Did yeah, you know you that? Could, I did know that. That I might be the slowest way to get in touch with us. Not on Twitter. Yeah. No, <laughs> I don't know if anybody checks I'm that. I'm there sometimes. We are uh, at, you'll hear it. Let's get the Twitter going. Come on, man. Let's this bust an Elon your, Musk out this here. This is your domain here, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you oh, can also so- send us a snail mail. Send it to Open Studio, uh, thirty three thirty three Washington, St. Louis, Missouri six three one zero three. That's right. Uh, oh, you didn't think I knew that? Sweet one forty. Is that correct? It's one one zero four, but I don't think so. No, one forty. Just put thirty three thirty three. We'll get it. It'll get it. It'll get yeah. it. Or you can um, send us a speak pipe. Go to you'll hear Oh, yeah, the speak pipe. Go to youllhear.com and just leave his voicemail. Don't do any of the other stuff he just said. Just do that because it's yeah. the easiest and we exactly. check it all the time. Exactly. All right. Thanks, Peter. Thank you. Until next time. You'll hear it.